0: Welcome to the Live and Love Podcast, hosted by Jason and Amy Carter. For more information about this podcast, other resources, or booking information, go to liveandloveministries.com. Now, here's Jason and Amy. Hey guys, this is Jason Carter with my lovely wife, Amy. Hey! And we're here with episode number three, which we have titled No Pain, No Gain. So we're going to talk today a little bit about pain.
1: That sounds fun, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. So I don't want you to tune out because this doesn't sound like the most incredible, uplifting topic maybe to start with. But I think we have some really good nuggets today to share with you and things that God has taught us, but also that his scripture lays out.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... Promised in scripture that we're all going to experience pain in some way, shape, or form throughout our lives. And if you're not in the midst of pain right now, you're probably either coming out of a painful experience or kind of about to head into one.
0: That's encouraging. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So scripture talks about a lot of people. I mean, we can look throughout all of scripture and talk about people that, like Job and Joseph, and you know, you can go down the list of different people that have experienced pain. And and they're the heroes of the Bible. You know, Paul, you know, Paul talks about being shipwrecked and beaten and all those things. And so pain is just a part of human existence. It's part of the journey that we walk and the life we live here on earth.
1: Well, even Jesus experienced pain during his time here on earth, you know, physical, emotional, spiritual. I mean, there's going to be a struggle at some point in your walk and being prepared for that and allowing God to help you find the purpose in that pain, I think is the key to being, uh, I don't know. Growing, I guess. Yeah, growing growing in your walk. Growing in your walk.
0: So one of the things that I think we run into a lot of times, given our story, is that we've lost a child. And some people will say a lot of times, there's no worse pain than losing a child. I don't know if that's true or not, because I haven't experienced every type of pain. But I know going through it, that I can attest to the fact that it's by far the most painful thing we've ever gone through. But I think the thing that we run into so much is that people look at us as they're walking through their pain. And they say, I mean, this is what I'm walking through, but it's nothing like what you're walking through. And our answer typically is your pain is your pain. And don't minimize that pain.
1: Well, yeah, and it's all relative. I mean, I remember a time when... One of our children was really disappointed about something that had not gone the way that they had hoped. And I remember someone commenting, saying, oh, well, you know, in the big picture of things, that's not really that big a deal. But to our child at that moment, it was a huge deal. It was a very painful moment for for them. And so I would just encourage you not to disregard someone's pain or someone's struggle with suffering Whatever that may be, if it even if it seems minimal to us or unimportant, you know, to that person at that time, it it may be a really big deal, a really painful moment for them to be walking through. And so we shouldn't disregard or discount that in any way.
0: Yeah, and I think the other thing that we do, Amy, is we play the comparison game. We will look at somebody else's pain, like I was talking about, and we will disqualify our own or maybe disqualify someone else's because of our own or somebody else's that we look at. And so what ends up happening is we tend to quantify pain and and pain really shouldn't be quantified. I mean, I don't know how other people feel and the pain that they've walked through. If I haven't experienced it any more than they understand what it's like to lose a child. So it's not my job to quantify or to rank the pain that we walk through because pain is pain regardless of what it looks like. I've thought about and and some things that I've read just recently were about how we like to avoid pain. And even Christians, I think many times we feel as though, you know, we read the promises of Scripture and all those things and we think our life should be joyful and love and success and, and there should be no pain, or at least we try to avoid it. But I was reading a story about a man who had served people that had leprosy and he was talking about as he served them just the fact that they didn't feel pain in the spots where they had leprosy and one night he's in a hotel room after he had been doing this traveling and what he experienced was he felt this sensation in his foot and he poked his foot with a pin and there was no pain and he was scared like do i have leprosy like how is this going to affect my life and my family The next morning, he wakes up after a very sleepless night because he was so worried about whether or not he had contracted leprosy and he poked his foot again really hard with his pen and had an excruciating pain and realized the pain was actually there, that there was no leprosy. It was whatever it was the night before. And one of the things he said was that he thanked God for the pain. And that struck me as I read it because pain actually means that there is life. There's life there. If you poke your foot and there is pain, that means there is life emanating through your foot. And I think it's no different in our heart and in our lives that if we feel pain, it means that there is life there. You know, we might not feel very alive and we might not maybe depending on the the depth of it want to stay alive many times but there's life there and that means that God has more purpose for us in our lives and i think many times because we feel like what where's god you know we kind of question where god is because we read his promises and we think you know, where is he gone? Why am I experiencing this pain? The bottom line is, we already said, the scripture bears out the fact that pain is a part of the journey. Pain is a part of what we do. And the bottom line is, we should embrace pain. And the reason we should embrace pain and suffering is because it's one of the main ways that God works his grace very deeply into our lives. He also forms holiness in our lives. And it's probably, in my opinion, The primary way in which God reveals and works his purposes that he wants to fulfill in us.
1: I remember the night that we lost Katie Beth coming back from the hospital. And I remember looking at you in the driveway and saying, I don't want our pain to be wasted. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that's the key as we're walking through seasons of pain and suffering is that's got to be our heart's cry. Lord, don't let this pain be wasted. And the bottom line is, God doesn't waste pain. He doesn't waste suffering. He doesn't waste hurt and heartache. He will redeem it if we we let Him. And, you know, we talk about that a little bit in our book that we wrote, Oaks and Ruins, Letting God Redeem Your Loss. And once again, that's not just about losing a child, but whatever kind of pain or loss or suffering you're experiencing, God can and will redeem it. You know, the key is giving it to Him and letting Him redeem it.
0: Absolutely. And one of the first things you have to do in this process is actually identify the pain and, and not so much identifying the pain because the pain is pretty obvious, but maybe identifying the source of that pain. And in our situation, losing a daughter, it's pretty obvious where the source of that pain came from, but that's not always the case. It's not not always that obvious where that pain comes from. Sometimes people are walking through deep depression, deep pain or deep darkness And on the surface, we can say that it's one thing, but really there's something more deeply rooted than that.
1: Makes me think about when you're having some sort of internal pain and you go to the doctor for treatment, you know, he can give you medicine or something to treat the symptoms, something to help you just deal with it temporarily, but if you don't get to the source of that pain, it's going to recur, it's going to it's going to come back out some way, somehow, and you're going to be dealing with those symptoms again. Um, So, you know, they have to sometimes order, you know, MRI or a CAT scan or something to figure out where is this pain coming from? What's causing this so that they can get to the root of it and they can treat the source of the pain. And that's what we've got to do with our pain and suffering emotionally, spiritually, whatever it may be, to figure out what the source of that pain and suffering is so that we can treat it.
0: Yeah. So you might be sitting there going, well, that sounds great. And that's so true. But what does that look like? How do I do that? And I think that the answer is very simple. I think it's going to the father with it. I think it's sitting with him, asking, and just allowing him to reveal those things to you. And don't dismiss anything. Whatever he reveals to you, if it seems silly, I would just journal it. Maybe just write it down because you just never know. It might be something that you thought was insignificant in your story, a wound or, or something somebody said or did that you had just kind of passed off as that wasn't a big deal. Yet the more that you pray about it and the more you look into it, you might find that that was a deep wound, that that was something that kind of shaped you. And the reason it doesn't seem like a big deal, maybe because that's the way you've dealt with it your whole life. You've dismissed it or you've played it off as not that it's significant, but really what it did is it cut you it created a wound in your heart. And maybe that's part of the reason why you're walking through what you're walking through the, in, in that particular darkness. So you identify the pain, but then once you identify the source, you got to treat that source. So, what does that look like, Amy? Like, how do you treat pain when it comes to not just obviously we know in a physical sense how we treat different pain, but when it comes to the spiritual, emotional things that we go through or even circumstances?
1: Well, yeah, I think you already kind of touched on this a little bit, but I think the first thing you got to do is cry out to Jesus. Mm. You know, it makes me think of that third day song, Cry Out to Jesus. I love the lyrics. It says, there is hope for the helpless, rest for the weary, and love for the broken heart. There is grace and forgiveness, mercy and healing. He'll meet you wherever you are. Cry out to Jesus.
0: What a great word.
1: Yeah. um, So that's... I think your first step, but then just real practical other things you can do to kind of help with treating this pain is, you know, seek out counseling. I would encourage you to look for a a good, solid, well-recommended Christian counselor. Um,
0: There's such a stigma with counseling, but as one of my friends said, I think every person needs a little bit of counseling in their life. It's just helpful to have an outside source, someone who's not in the midst of it, who's not blinded by the pain, that can look into it from a a totally different perspective.
1: Absolutely. Also, just surrounding yourself with community. There's a lot of different support groups and, and things like that out there, depending on what you're walking through. I know for me personally, I've connected with some people through Facebook on grieving mothers and compassionate friends, people that have experienced the same kind of pain that I've been walking through who can encourage me and give me advice and wisdom on to say, Hey, it's okay to be feeling that way today. Like I'm here and you're not alone and those kinds of things. So whether that's a, an online support group or an actual meeting that you go to once a week
0: or or a small group at your church, maybe.
1: Absolutely. Or even just a friend that you can confide in that can be a a support, a source of encouragement to you as you're walking through your season of pain.
0: Yeah, I think the other thing is there are all kinds of resources out there because I think first and foremost, it's crying out to, to the Father. I think it's connecting with community and people that you trust, that love you. But there are so many other resources out there for us. I know we found different podcasts and different books and things of that nature that we read when we were ready that allowed us to have a different perspective on things. I know Levi Lesko's book, Through the Eyes of a Lion, and their story about losing their daughter was very helpful for us because of the fact that it just helped us see our current situation and circumstance and and pain from a different perspective. Uh, I know that John Baker wrote a book. He's the founder of Celebrate Recovery. You know, all your habits, hurts, hangups. I probably did that in the totally wrong order, but that's okay. And he wrote a book called Life's Healing Choices, which I know people highly recommend for this particular process. And I know, Amy, you actually started listening to a podcast that really brought a lot of life to you.
1: Yeah, Rick Warren has a podcast called Daily Hope. And every morning as I am getting ready for school, I'll listen to that. And it's just a an encouragement to me. Yeah,
0: and I, I think to hear from, from people that are wiser, have walked the road a little bit longer, and just have a different perspective and also a biblical perspective. And the one thing I love about Pastor Rick Warren's podcast is it's so practical. <laughs> he's, he's not, you know, up there pontificating about all the deep meanings of scripture he's just talking about like this is what you walk through these are the crazy awful hurtful painful things that life throws at you and what does the scripture say about that and how do we walk through that so there's a ton of resources that's just one there's this one podcast that just came out i think they're about to come out with episode three maybe called the live and love podcast maybe a help to you i don't know just saying
1: I'm guessing if they're listening to this, they already know about that podcast. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> but it would be a great opportunity for them to share it with other people that they know.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so we identify the pain or at least the source of that pain. Uh, we treat that pain through a number of ways. And I don't think there's it's exclusive to one of those ways. I think all those things play a part and God uses all those. And then the next part is allowing that pain or that wound to heal.
1: Yeah, and that takes time. I mean... It really does. I remember after we lost Katie being, I don't know, a month out, and I was still really, really wounded deeply, obviously hurting and broken and, you know, crying at the drop of a hat. And um, I remember someone saying to me, you know, it's like you've had open heart surgery and you're going to have to give yourself time to heal. It's not going to be, this is not a scrape your knee hmm. And it's going to heal in a day or two. This is an open heart surgery, like long term healing process. And you're going to have to be patient with that and give yourself time to heal.
0: Yeah. And I think depending upon the severity of the wound, depending on the severity of the pain, that healing will come. But you'll always, there's some things you'll always feel the effects of. Healing, yes, comes in a a measure, but there are just some things that I don't think on this side of eternity, you're ever going to be completely healed. You know, I think about my uh, ruptured Achilles that when I turned 40 and my body was telling me you shouldn't be doing crazy stuff anymore. Even to this day, it's healed. You know, I had surgery and it's healed, but I can still see the effects and even feel the effects of that wound. You know, my... My range of motion isn't quite the same, right? There's a scar that I will always see that's there. My left calf is, is smaller than my right calf and probably will never be the same. And so that wound is healed, and I can use that, and I'm recovered from that injury, but I will always carry the effects of that injury.
1: Absolutely. So, as I said, the key is letting God redeem redeem your loss or redeem your suffering, redeem your pain. Uh, Just recently we heard Lisa Turker speaking and I'm reading her book right now called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. And there's a chapter where she talks about feeling so shattered that there literally weren't any broken pieces, but it was dust, nothing but dust. There were no broken pieces to be put together. It was just, she was just completely shattered and she thought how do you put dust back together you can't you can't glue those pieces back together it's dust and she and then she was reminded the lord just lovingly reminded her that he creates things from dust he created life life and man from dust. He, um, When Jesus was on the earth, he took dust and, and spit in it and made mud and put it on the blind man's eyes and healed him. And so if you feel like you don't even have broken pieces to glue together or for God to glue together right now, just know that if you feel like you're sitting in the middle of a pile of dust, that he can take that and use that as well. So I just want to encourage you in that and, and just know like we still have hard days we still struggle we're still walking through our pain journey as well so we haven't arrived we're not saying this from a place of oh listen we've got this all figured out and you need to do what we do that's not it it's just that we want to encourage you wherever you are in this journey and there's lots of scriptures that kind of back all this up share yes. some of those with us Jason
0: Yeah so one of the things the the way we want to end today is to tell you that regardless of your pain that we want you to find purpose in that pain not just to get healed from it but also on the other side of it or maybe in the midst of it find the purpose ask the father what the purpose is we just want to share some scripture that we believe speaks to that the first one is James chapter 1 verses 2 and 4 and it says this consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I love the end of that, not lacking anything. But here's what's cool. If you jump down, it talks about some other things after that. But if you jump down to verse 12, it then says this, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. There's that word again life if we persevere through our struggle and our pain and our heartache and the things that we walk through god promises us it's a promise of scripture that we will receive life
1: yeah so another scripture that we found and we love the message translation of this scripture it's just it's like so awesome and and encouraging right here it's first peter 4 12 and 13 it says friends when life gets really difficult Don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. And once again, there it is. Like, this is what Christ experienced. He suffered. He had pain. He had heartache. But there was a glory that was coming. And so for us, that's become such an encouragement for us that there is a greater glory that's coming from our pain and suffering.
0: Yeah, that God wasn't absent. God wasn't taking a day off that day when you experienced your worst heartache. He was there the whole time. And that particular verse reminds me of a song that really has spoken to us over the course of the last two and a half years and it's by Shane and Shane. It's called Though You Slay Me. And it comes straight from Scripture. It comes from the story of Job. And the chorus says this. Though you slay me, yet I will praise you. Though you take from me, I will bless your name. And though you ruin me, still I will worship. Sing a song to the one who's all I need. And there are some people that listen to that and they're like, well, are you saying that God causes it or God's the one who takes all those things away or took your daughter away? And I don't think that's the heart of that scripture that Job spoke during those times. I don't think it's the heart of the song. I think the point is that God is sovereign. And so when bad things happen to us, it's not that God does it, but nothing happens that doesn't pass through his hands, but we live in a broken world. And though he allows us to walk through those things and lose things that are precious to us, whether that be people or whether that be innocence or whatever that may be, our heart is to still praise him, is still to believe that his promises are true. It doesn't make all his promises null and void simply because you walk through a painful experience or you're having to endure something that you never dreamt you would have to endure as we've said, we sound like a broken record. If Jesus couldn't escape pain and heartache on this earth, why in the world would we think that we could?
1: Yeah, so one of my favorite things to really focus on and has become the thing that I have to keep my perspective about it all is Romans eight eighteen. It says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Some of you are currently, the only word that you can use to describe what you're experiencing right now is suffering. And I want you to know, first and foremost, you're not alone in that suffering. If there's not someone in your immediate circle or area that you know, has walked through something similar to what you're walking through. I would encourage you to expand your circle a little bit, find someone who has, because I promise you there's someone who has, whatever that may be. If it's cancer treatment, if it's losing a loved one, if it's recovering from abuse, whatever it may be, there's someone who will walk through that with you. And I know for me, when we were in the heat of the moment, like the immediacy of the moment of losing Katie and the pain and suffering that came with that i I just I couldn't see how anything good could come of it. I couldn't understand and I, you just can't make sense of it when you're in the middle of it, but just know this: there is a greater glory that he is working in you and through you and around you, and hindsight is twenty twenty. And when I look around now, two and a half years after, as much as I would love to have my daughter back, I see the greater glory that he's been working. And I know that this pain is temporary because one day, as Jason said, we'll all be reunited and none of the tears and pain and sorrow will be felt anymore. And so I just want to encourage you to try to set your eyes on Jesus And set your eyes and your heart and your mind on what God is up to.
0: Yeah, and and just to remember that the pain really isn't wasted. It might not end up looking like our story. It might not be something that's grand and glorious. It might be simply that you walk through it because God had somebody in your path in the future that you needed to speak life into. That you needed to be able to say, I've been where you are. I've walked the road that you've walked. And I can tell you. There is hope. There is hope in this. I promise that God is in in it. He's with you and you can trust in that. So we want to end tonight just by encouraging you to just find the purpose in your pain. Go get healing for whatever you're walking through. Don't give up. Don't throw your hands up. Know that there is hope that you can have a confident expectation that God is who he says he is in it. So. That's where we end tonight, so we are uh, so excited that you joined us on on this podcast episode, and we hope that you will continue to listen. We'll have more to come. Maybe not every time it will be this heavy, but uh, sometimes we just need to deal with real-life stuff, so thank you so much for being with us tonight and listening to the podcast, and we want to encourage you to follow us on all the different things that that we do. Facebook, it's facebook.com. Slash live and love ministries. Same thing on Instagram, it's at live and love ministries. And just follow us. We always try to put some encouraging things on there when we post. And sometimes we do, have, you know, some short live feeds and things of that nature. So we want you to go check that out.
1: Yeah. Just a quick reminder on our live and love website, we do have a link there where you can send us prayer requests. Uh, so if there's something you're walking through that we can help you with, feel free to get on liveandloveministries.com and love comment or send us a, a request and we'll be happy to lift those to the father for you and help carry those with you
0: absolutely so until next time live well and love well you've been listening to the live and love podcast hosted by jason and amy carter for more information about this podcast other resources or booking information go to live in love